0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a Moving River podcast, hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach,
1: Bea marie Anin. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowing. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, the podcast that delves into the depth of human potential and the transformative power of flow. My name is Bea-Marie Anine, and today I have a very special guest for you. Carmen Benton is a professional speaker, published author, retired corporate executive, mom of three, and a transformational co- coach for driven women. Her mission is to help her clients get to the next level of business, career, and life by providing them with the tools, guidance, and support necessary to overcome obstacles and achieve their goals while dealing with the unresolved trauma that sabotages from within. Her transformational and unique coaching approach answers a call to freedom, allowing clients to live a purposeful and fulfilled life. Carmen is also the host of the Living Intention Intentionally podcast that I have been on a couple of weeks ago, and it was so freaking amazing. That podcast is available on all popular podcasts, streaming platforms, and on YouTube, just like 52 Weeks of Flow. And today she's here with us. And this is so exciting. Welcome,
0: Carmen. Oh my god, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for that kindly introduction. And um uh, yeah, I love I love the opportunity. Thank you so much, Via Marie. Thank you. And I love the topic that
1: you picked that we're going to talk about today because this is success is a, is not about mindset. It's about mind shift. And there you hit the nail on the head because I love talking about success. So, to start this off, could you share your take on the fundamental difference between mindset and mind shift?
0: Yes. Um, so, you know, we get bombarded in social media and everywhere about mindset. And it almost has taken a turn where um, I feel like people are not paying attention and it's almost numbing mm-hmm. because it works to a certain degree. Uh, when you're doing mindset, the way I see it is that you are taking and dealing with the superficial aspects of how we operate every day. Habits, thoughts, beliefs, but it requires a mind shift to go really deep inside to the core of why you have those beliefs, why do you have those thoughts, and who you have become in this life basically your identity and in order to do that in order to get to that shift you have to use more than your mind you mm-hmm. have to use your energy you have to use your body and create that alignment between everything that you are and everything that you came here to be so that's my take on that <laughs> yes okay that's a pretty good take so how does how does
1: that relate to achieving success
0: well so I've seen it in my own life that those painful emotions that we've had we all had and let's call it trauma. let's normalize the word people get freaked out about it but it's something that we all have experienced to one degree or, or another those things those emotions that in in situations that we have overcome force who you are. And they will hinder how much success you can achieve. And I used to think that success was how big my bank account was Mm -hmm. until I had a big enough bank account and I was still miserable. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that success is really the ultimate goal of human experience, which is to be happy to be in fulfillment with your purpose. And don't take me wrong. You don't have to go into, you know, life working to be, you know, successful. You can still be incorporated. You can still be a business owner. You can do whatever you're doing today, but you need to honor that um, essence mm-hmm. that your soul is calling you to accept, but you, you know, we try to ignore it because Of these traumas and these things that we have endured, and therefore have created this barrier around our hearts to protect ourselves. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I love that you said, "Let's normalize trauma," or the word trauma, because when we think about trauma, it's like this huge thing. You know, this car accident, this terrible loss, this blah blah blah. This it just like it blew up so much. But everything is a trauma, you know, when you, when you hit your, when you hit your knuckles on the wall, you know, just like it's a, it's a physical trauma,
0: yes. you know, you didn't
1: break anything. You did, it, di- it didn't, maybe not even bruise, but it is a, what is it called a pressure trauma or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it So like every time you emotionally bump into something that uh-huh. is a trauma.
0: Yes. Any emotional charge event. Yes. So if you can remember as a sad, as a anxious, as a fearful moment, it created an imprint in your DNA that will protect you, right? Because we are here to survive. And so it's your brain's job to say, oh, that hurt. So let's not do that again, right? So that that's what trauma is, right? Like, is that, okay, no. Let's go the other way because that's dangerous.
1: Um, yeah. Let let me jump in there real quick because I'm I'm interested on your take because you're a mom of three and, you know, I'm wondering when, you know, that, that awareness of the brain sets in of, oh, that's a trauma. Let's not do that again. Because, you know, you know, kids, you say, oh, the stove is hot. Don't touch it. They touch it. And then they're like, "Ow!" and you're like, yes, I told you it's hot. And the next day you're like, the stove is hot. Remember, "Ow!" and they do it again and they yes. do it again and again and again and again. So,
0: yeah, so with all my, um, with all my learning, I'm a very left brain, believe it or not. <laughs> and so uh, everything I talk about, energy included, I have researched and fact checked. <laughs> so um, I would say that, after the brain changes from theta to delta, mm-hmm. is when that that like closes the window of okay, we have all the information that we need, right? Like in that movie, um, Inside Out was where all oh, the yeah. brain personalities. Right after certain age, is like okay, all the information is here. Let's close the window. This is what we have, and that's it. <laughs> And that point forward, which is about 12, 13 years old, at that point forward, then you need to use real techniques, you know, mindset, energy, somatic practices to remove those charged, emotional charged events from your body.
1: That is so interesting.
0: But what do you think? You also have kids. You know? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. And... um I, I'm I'm really I'm <laughs> I'm I'm so impressed by their growth, you know, and I'm also impressed by how much they forget. Mm. And I'm so you know, I'm so impressed by the brain and by the brain's capacity because when they come into this world, the brain is like a sponge, you know, it just takes in everything, and then when they turn two or around two. The brain selects and says like, okay, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. So for example, my kids um, are raised bilingual. So they're English, German. And we do that because I know about that at the age of two. And then again, at the age of five, the brain just, you know, removes the capacity to absorb language. And we're born with a capacity to learn any kind of language. Any kind. The, like every every the basic of every language is implement is imprinted in our brain. But then when we don't use it, when we only use that one string, like for example, only English, then um the brain goes like, oh, okay, we don't need the Romantic languages, we don't need the Arabic language, we don't need the you know Asian language, we don't We don't need all of this. And then when we're older, we're like, oh, my God, I have to learn the vocab vocabularies and I need to learn this and grammar. And and we we're just in school, just working our butts off sometimes to just get that knowledge back that we could have had so easily if we would have been exposed to that at a a young age. So I I love the brain, but the brain is really dumb. At this, you know, it's 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 so productive that it's so it's dumbing itself down.
0: Yeah, it it only. I mean, we only use less than you know a percent or two percent of its capacity, and then and then it has this beautiful filter um, that only lets in what it believes you need. Yes, right, and so it's all going back to the topic, it's all based on what it deems to be safe for you. Mm-hmm. And so then we go through life, reacting to people's um, comments and behaviors because they trigger that fly or fight response that we have created so early in life. Yeah. And um, as I was saying, I've seen this thing in my own life. I was very successful, but I'm sure I could have been 10 times more successful if I would have started my healing journey earlier. Mm. <laughs> Cause you know, you only get to a certain point where it's like, okay, so now why am I stuck? Or well, you're stuck because you are reliving. Because there's comfort in chaos. If you grew up in a chaotic family uh situation or with certain time of parameters around you, maybe you didn't have enough money, right? Like It's comfortable for you to be in that same energy. And it's until you make the clear decision to say, I am not going to live this way anymore. And I am going to, you know, jump into this journey of healing and expansion that you can set yourself free and really be successful. Yes. Hallelujah to that.
1: And... Especially, especially the part, you know, we get comfortable or we are comfortable, comfortable in environments that we know. Mm-hmm. So that's why lottery winners lose their money. That's why they lose all the money that they won because they are not used to it. They're not used to the, to the feeling of being successful. They don't feel successful, but they have all that money and that, but that's why it's going away. Like, almost every lottery winner who hasn't had some kind of success in their lives who, you know, from the inside out, they will lose their money.
0: Right. The imposter syndrome kicks in.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, they just buy cars and cars and cars and houses and whatever. And then all of a sudden, all of this is gone because they don't know how to cope with success. Mm -hmm. And that's when that's, Uh, when energy comes in you know when our brain cannot cope with all of this or doesn't understand it just removes it you know like like I said it's just dissecting everything and saying oh nope we don't know that we put that away like you said it's our survival mechanism Ooh, success no we don't know that oh put it away it's dangerous it's scary yeah so there comes the energy you know when we when we work on ourselves heal ourselves and then get into that success energy when we feel successful and I I cannot stress this enough success is like a fingerprint it is different for everybody you know like yes being happy being fulfilled but for, maybe for somebody
0: success really is the bank account mm-hmm. then that is fine too and and but you when you look at this and it was Abraham Hicks who, who I picked this up from uh, many many years ago and it really stuck with me and I didn't necessarily understood what it meant until you know a few years ago. Um, but she would say that everything you want in life you want it because you think that by having that you will be happy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so you know in a way around. What she was trying to say is that the ultimate goal in life is happiness. So you want the bank account. So you want the $10 million or the million dollars, or you want the Lamborghini, or you want the nice house, or you want the jet or whatever you want. You want to be married. You want a family, whatever it is that your heart desires. is because you think that by having that, you can be happy. Yeah. And when I started healing myself, I had this epiphany moment, which I said, huh. What if I can be happy now? Then I don't need that. And then I don't need that. And then I don't need that. And okay, yes, in this three world, 3D world, three we, world, we need the money because we need to pay for food and all those amazing things that we all like. But then you can add the fulfillment and the happiness to it, right? And then the money has meaning. It's not just paper sitting in the bank. It's just not a transactional thing because it brings you joy, when you connect it all at least that's what I think
1: <laughs> I think the same thing
0: so uh,
1: people you know when you're not successful there or when you are faced with challenges you know success o- often has something to do with challenges overcoming challenges how how can a mind shift help individuals like approach setbacks and challenges in a more resilient like more empowered way
0: yes so my personality was such that I thought that asking for help or having setbacks would make me weak I think you will resonate with the term superwoman (laughs) and literally my favorite uh, comics character was growing up was you know Linda Carter and Wonder Woman like I can do it Right? I used to play. I would get like the bracelets, and I would play with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so literally like I would be struggling to get it all done. And for the life of me, I couldn't ask for help. It was a sign of weakness. And it was this mind shift. When I started opening my heart and having self-compassion, right? understanding that I don't need to be perfect, I am human, it's okay to make mistakes, can I grow from here, even if if I screw up, can I learn the lesson and move forward and take something with it, right, so embracing self-compassion and then forgiving, which is not forgetting, it's just letting go of that anger, of that resentment, sometimes towards yourself, that allowed me to grow in ways and heal relationships around me in ways that I couldn't have otherwise. But the only way I was able to do that is by shifting who I was. It wasn't getting a new habit. It wasn't saying affirmations. It wasn't like controlling my thoughts. It was really becoming a different person. And that's where the shift comes. All right. All right. Yeah. I completely understand
1: that. And here comes the next question because with a shift comes change Mm -hmm. and people often resist change, even, even when it might lead them to, to something better, you know, a greater success. So how you, you as a coach, you as a mentor, how can someone overcome this resistance and embrace the shift?
0: Yes. Uh oh my god. So this is such a good topic because it is hard, even for us coaches, right? Um change is something that challenged the status quo and therefore it invites you to step outside of your comfort zone. Ooh. Uh, ah. Right? <laughs> Let's not do uh, that. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, and so one of the things that I learned is that excitement and fear feel exactly the same in your body Mm -hmm. the meaning that you give to the feeling is what determines how you react to it so when you are in the process of changing most people think oh this is fearful I'm afraid of it because you get you know palpitations and your adrenaline start moving and you know the firefly kicks in But if you have that little piece of information that is like, okay, wait a second. Excitement, which is a very high vibration, um, reacts makes your body react the same way. But now I'm going to start associating positive thoughts to it, right? And so that's one thing I did. The other thing I did is energy you can fill, can fix everything right you and i know that and so one of the things that i did is to expand my energetic container always right so so the limits of what i can hold of what i can tolerate without self sabotaging myself are far away from where i am mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things i do with my clients so i i do a holistic practice i we talk all they learn about thoughts and beliefs and traumas and identities while I'm doing energy at the same time. And we do somatic practices too to because the trauma lives in the body. The the fire and flight lives in the body, like in your muscles, in your organs, right? And to release it, you need to use all the little tricks you have. Sometimes some people react very quickly to one modality, but I find I do the same for myself. I don't preach anything that I don't use. And it's the combination of everything that just amplifies the results.
1: Hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, yeah, when you're talking about holistic approach, I'm all there. I'm all there. Yes, thank you. So, you. T- <laughs> this is a tricky one because um, I know a lot of people, you know, who who are who have this fear of, you know speaking in public or going on stage or, you know, where you say it's stage fright, you know, that's normal, D-d-d-d-d-d-d. like people who actually, you know, they freeze before they go on stage. So when that fear is so big, how do you transform that into excitement? Like, how do you shift the brain into, you know,
0: believing that it is excitement? hmm so um, this is really funny because um, we were talking earlier uh, that I am um, I, I'm preparing to uh, apply for uh, TEDx talks and uh, I'm in the process of doing that. And it's been a long time dream of mine. I was a little girl and I can imagine myself in this red dot even before the red dot existed. <laughs> um, and this is a big deal. And when I applied for it, I told someone, I am going to stand in that stage, even if I have to wear diapers, because I'm, you know, I might pee myself, right, of the nervousness. And so here comes the answer. People confuse confidence with courage. Right. A lot of people have the confidence to do what they are used of doing. I've done very, a lot of things in my life that people deem as confident. like I moved to a different country by myself very like in my 20s I got a job in a country where I didn't know anybody those things weren't scary to me for some reason my soul just wanted to you know have excitement right yeah but there's been many other things I've done where I require courage and this is what that transition to excitement needs right And so I always tell my clients how bad do you want it? Mm. when you want something bad enough right like when you have hit that place in your life but you know that's what you need to go for that is a is a force not to be reckoned with and you can canalize it you can use it to fuel yourself and make that shift now it can you do it in 30 seconds probably not right like it 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 requires you know this is where where affirmations are you know mindfulness uh being able to connect with your body anchor a feeling of excitement that you can recall uh when you need it right so there's practices that you can do and um you know i work with my clients on that for other things like i don't necessarily prepare speakers but you know you need courage in many areas of your life sometimes it's just to even like ask someone out and date you know yeah. or <laughs> like yeah as simple um, as that yeah. Yeah. or you know be able to live a narcissistic relationship uh there's so many things in your life that you know you paralyze you freeze right and so it's really understanding that the only message that your brain is giving you with freezing which is one of the um defense mechanisms right flight fight freeze phone, missing one but there's five <laughs> the 5f um, it's that's just a defense mechanism so when you can rationalize that so the logical brain is, is very helpful in this case it's like okay my brain is trying to protect me right now let me find ways to feel safe right and so you start with little steps. You're not going to go and the first speaking engagement that you're going to do is going to be a big stage. I mean, that's like a recipe for (laughs) our attack, right? Um, But you start slow. You start, you know, TikTok, podcasts, you know, small stages, hold the microphone, right? There's so many things like even, right? With, with With the TED Talks, like they tell you, buy the red dot practice in the red dot Mm. by the microphone where were you going to wear practice in front of strangers in the airport in the grocery store in a park remove out of your um you know your your thought anything that might trigger you Mm. as much as you can right and so it's basically what i was saying earlier of expanding your container until it becomes normal because Your brain is just saying, oh my God, you do that, you're going to die. Maybe because you were in school, you know, in third grade and you raised your hand and you said something that nobody understood and they made fun of you. And that's the trauma that you need to heal. Because now you need to tell your brain, I will be okay. It is safe for me to speak, right? Maybe work on your throat chakra, maybe work on your solar plexus, Mm -hmm. right? So... I know I went long winded, but uh, hopefully that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, of course it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. And it was a great answer. Thank you for that. So as a mentor, you already touched on some points like how you work with your clients, but mm, what are some common stumbling blocks that your clients
0: encounter along the way? So I find that when I first get my clients in the cradle of love that I set for them, uh, there's a lot of self worth issues. Mm -hmm. Self worth. um, There's a lot of heart being closed because of relationship traumas that usually are parent related or caregiver related, and you might be surprised how that affects every area of your life, right? When you close your heart, you and I know both that that's how you manifest everything you want into existence is with the heart. It's that magnetic part of the body that brings in the things that you're putting out in the world with affirmations through your mind, right? So electromagnetic. And so when you close your heart, then you wonder, oh, why I cannot get the relationship? Why I cannot get the job? Why I cannot get the clients? And so that, I would say, it's the most predominant, that and self-worth. Like, I'm not good enough, or who am I to pursue my dreams? So those are kind of like the main stumbling blocks that I see my clients come with when they start, when they approach me.
1: Yeah, and I think everybody who listens can re- can relate to that in some way or another, because I think Ninety-nine point nine percent of the world population has been there, mm-hmm. thinking I'm not enough, or this is not enough. Enough what I'm doing, or this is not enough what I'm giving. Um, ha- I know there's not a one-size-fits-all answer, but if if you could condense it in some way, what do you tell your clients with when they come with the "I'm not enough"?
0: Hmm. Let me drop into my heart space to make sure this is uh, what everyone needs to hear. Um, But it really comes to you you and everybody else. And here's where my logical mind is going to go because I love facts. You are one in a 400 million probability. The combination of cells and dnas that made you it's so rare that the very fact that you are here in this planet in this moment makes you worthy of everything you want and that is a message that i heard a long time ago and it really struck with me because It is true. Like we all have here a particular mission, a particular path and souls that we have touched along the way to be able to, you know, impact humanity in some way. And that makes you good enough. That makes you more than good enough. That makes you amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I work with my clients to make sure they understand that. And and just yesterday, it's funny because I moved one of my clients to uh, what I call maintenance modality, right? When we, instead of meeting every week, we just meet like once a month. And I was so happy because this person at the beginning of our coaching together he used to text me and, you know, my one-on-one includes unlimited texting and boxer and whatnot, Every day with some sort of 3D problem <laughs> and why everything is, you know, so bad. And he it was a he very depressed and anxious. And for the last six weeks, you know, we've been meeting and I'm like, so how's your week? And like the first week that it shifted was, it was pretty good. I am actually, I didn't have any reason to be sad. And I'm like, oh, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> and uh and it's been on the he's been in this role of just amazing excitement and growing up and it's like when he when it gets good it gets better right and it's just the same when you start feeling the bad emotions you get bad but when you start feeling the good emotions you get better and so I know I know transformation is possible because I've seen it with everybody and maybe the first time you hear what I just said about you know you are more than enough. You are amazing. Doesn't resonate based on the circumstances you are today, but I promise you, you are. <laughs> you are. So, so. Thank
1: you, thank you for that message because, like that, that resonated with me definitely. And I didn't know about the four million possibilities, mm-hmm. but I knew there were a lot. And, and Einstein once said, um, there are two types of people, the ones that see everything as a miracle or the Mm -hmm. ones that see nothing as a miracle. Mm -hmm. So which one do you want to be? And so if we, and I decided, Hey, I want to be the one seeing miracles. I love miracles. I think this is the mate. And then I was like, okay, if I see everything as a miracle then I have to see myself as a miracle as well. Oh my God. You know, how arrogant is that to see myself as a miracle? Right. I was like, yeah, but well, if everything is a miracle, everybody, every person that I meet, every situation, every little tiny insect, every animal, every tree, every, everything, not just certain people are miracles. No. No. And so that's what I love about being a human being on this planet. Because a lot of times, you know, in school, especially in school, yeah, that kid is special, or this kid is special. You know, p- kids get ostracized by, oh, this is the trouble, the troubled kid. This is this kid. This is this kid. And we start believing that. Mm-hmm. But actually, everyone is special. Not because one is better than the other, but because we are all unique. And you just explained that so perfectly with four, there's a chance of four million possibilities that you, but you are here. This version of you is here. So I heard, I heard a great speaker. I forgot her name say the other day, uh, what did she she said? Um, Because you're special, everything that you can think of is for you. Mm. Everything that you can think of is meant for you.
0: Yes. I've heard that. And another way to say that is if you decide, if your heart desires something, it's already yours. It's already yours. Yeah. Yes.
1: So a lot of people say, I want to be successful. Coming back to the topic, you know, you want to be successful. If I can think about, if I can think it, then it's mine already. But how do I bridge the gap? You know, from where I am, unsuccessful, maybe in the dumpster sitting, and I'm like, I want to be successful. Hello, how do I? How do I make? How do I make my brain? Because I, we can feel or we can we can pretend to be successful. But how can I, you know, make my brain believe that I'm successful to
0: bridge that gap? This is where the mind shift comes to place, right? Yeah. You have to change who you are. So one exercise I actually do every day, and I still do it because you're always evolving. The fact that I'm successful now doesn't mean that I don't have other aspirations of greater success, right? And so I review these like every 90 days, and it's who is that person that I want to be? Uh, how does she dress? What does she eat? What does she think? What is her daily day routine? What are the things that she finds delicious and exciting and, you know, makes her wake up in the morning? Like, and so you become that version and it requires discipline and it requires patience. Unfortunately, in 2023, everyone wants instant gratification. That's what we get in social media, the dopamine rush, Right. But the reality of the matter is that it doesn't take that long. And when you embark in the process and you see, you know, what you were saying, everyone is a miracle. Everything is happening for me. You wake up and you start embracing that mentality and you don't really need to get to point B of your destination to feel the success because you are already embodying the success right? And so it becomes inevitable. Mm-hmm. Love attraction. What you put out comes back to you. So if you are already that person who feels like a million dollars, the million dollars have to come. There's no other way around. Otherwise we'll be breaking the physics of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really, it, it, it's not a quick fix. Right, one of the reasons that I don't offer one session. You cannot get a transformation in one session, right? It it, it it takes a little bit, let's be honest, right? It takes creating the habit, it takes embracing the practice, it takes breaking down so you can break through. But knowing, having the patience, right, having the courage, having the love, and the vision. This will be the four things I said you need to get there and it requires a shift that's what I call it the mind shift right it requires a shift on who you have been till now because that's not how we are programmed to behave we're programmed to wake up in the morning and remember all the crappy things that happened yesterday instead of daydreaming about the deliciousness of life
1: yes I love that and for all of you who are just listening to this, while Carmen was talking, she was just moving her body. And she was like, really (laughs) getting into this groove of, okay, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Like really sensually feel it, feel it in your body who you want to become. Who is that woman? Who is that person? What, What does her body feel like? Because let's be honest, a lot of us, we don't we have a certain phase in our lives where we don't like our bodies, where we don't like to be in our bodies. So, if you want to change your body, if you want to, fe- to change how you feel in your body as well, then move your body and get that feeling of "Ooh, who do? How do I want to feel?" Like this is that was just a side note because you inspired me to say that. That was just when when you were talking, I was like, "Oh
0: yes, yes, this groove, mm. it feel good to feel that?" You yes right? it's, it's something like else right and and it, it just spiraled from there in the good way right like you start doing it and it felt at first it might feel kind of weird right but then you know it's like who cares like who cares what other people say right um I taught my daughter
1: <laughs>
0: I taught my daughter my affirmations um because she started high school this year mm. and um I want to make sure that she, you know, had the courage, the confidence, and not really be constrained by what other people say, right? And I said, you know, when I was 15 years old, and this is a true story, I don't know where this came to me, channel probably, uh, but I was 15 years old in Panama, and I used to tell myself, you, to the mirror, right, you are freaking amazing, and everyone who disagrees with that is a loser. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I believe that. (laughs) You know, not so much the loser part, but I believe that I am amazing, and that's what I want everyone else to believe. But it took years of like self conditioning myself, and the reason I had to say that to myself is because I was in a private school where everyone else had money, and I didn't. I was very poor. I was there because I had scholarships. Uh, thanks to my brain I was smart so I had scholarships but I you know I didn't have the cars I didn't have the clothes I didn't even you know live in a safe place and um, my hair you know hormones all these things right and I had to find a way to not feel less than Mm -hmm. and somehow divinely guided I'm telling you I don't know how this came to me, but at 15 years old, I was looking at the mirror, doing mirror work, and telling myself those type of affirmations. That um, they worked.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my god! I wish every teen, you know, every kid getting into puberty, gets a handbook with how to work with affirmations, how to love their body, how to, you know, because when I was 15, I was doing the exact opposite. When I was 15, I was finding excuses why things don't happen the way I want it. You know, all of my friends, they all had boyfriends and I, you know, I didn't. And it was like, okay, why don't I have a boyfriend? Oh, because I'm more the, you know, the tomboy girl, which I wasn't. Uh, I'm more of this blah, blah, blah. That's why blah, blah, blah. You know, you find excuses. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I love. I love it that that came to you at such a young age and especially during puberty where everything is already all messed up. And yeah, so let's come back real quick to, because of time, you said um, for for a mind shift, you need to change who you are. And that Mm -hmm. takes one, courage. Second, what was the second one?
0: So it takes patience, courage, commitment, and love. And I don't know if there's an order, right? But it's kind of,
1: yeah. Patience, courage, commitment, and yes, love. Love is the the most massive thing that you need when you are changing. Because it is self-love. Give yourself love. Give yourself grace, especially when it doesn't happen in an instant.
0: And I want to say something because I was the person—not even that long ago. I'm going to say five, six years ago, I was the person that would hear um, people talk about self-love, and I'll be like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) "You can make the sound, you know."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me vomit here Um, because I was so frozen my heart was so shielded that the sole thought of that it was it was repulsive actually it, I will repulsive energetically mm-hmm. i remember um i knew this girl when i was in my 20s and she was so happy all the time and it would trigger me Every time I'm like, how can she be so happy? Her car is, she has an old car. She has a job that has like, you know, dead end and why she can be happy. Her boyfriend, she didn't her, like all this thing. And she was so happy all the time. And I had all the opposite. I had the nice car. I had the nice career. I had, you know, the steady boyfriend and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. So, right. But she loved herself and I did it. And it took me a long time. It really took me a long time um, to get there. And so if you are listening to this and you're like, ah, oh, love, you had to ruin it for me. I'm telling you, that's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you need.
1: And if you come if you have come this far in the podcast, this message is especially for you. That's why we have it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's divinely guided to come up it's divinely guided yes oh carmen thank you so much for coming on i could talk to you forever but for you know time sent time sensitive people or time being um (laughs) i'm yes we're gonna wrap this up here thank you so so much
0: it was a pleasure to be here i am so glad we got connected uh has so many things in common so many um Rose, we're leading to this. So thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been delightful.
1: Yes, because Carmen and I will be speaking at the Women Thrive Summit in March 2024 together. So if you have not yet, you can, I think you can already order your ticket. They're on pre, no. pre-order or pre-sale, something yeah. They are right Mm -hmm. now. So, Women Thrive Summit. And there are some amazing other ladies that you also might have heard already on this podcast or will hear in the future. That's it that's it for today that's our show thank you for tuning in and staying with us until the end if you have not yet then please subscribe to this channel rate us with five stars and if you want to learn more then subscribe to the newsletter on www.superwoman.coach and follow us on instagram at moving underscore river carmen can you say your uh, social media
0: handle and your website real quick yes so uh instagram tiktok uh facebook uh d carmen benton t-h-e carmen benton it's pretty easy and my website is carmenbenton.com awesome and for all of you if
1: you like what you heard then please come back next week where we dive into more fascinating and life-changing topics and until then keep shining keep growing keep learning and keep flowing